It's Sports Arena and it's Extreme Rewind, your weekly look into the world of extreme as we look at ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to 401 with every pay-per-view and special in between. And it is pay-per-view week. How do you Jay? I'm 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 ready. I'm I'm amazing. I'm I'm happy. I'm I'm full with November to rememberness. Um uh, this is this is going to be a show. This is going to be a show. We are um, still in 1998, the 1st of November, 1998, to be fair. I mean, I always expected November to, to be sort of end of November. They just kind of snuck in the first opportunity they could, but it's all good. Um, yeah, super excited for this show. Can't lie. Uh, blown away by a lot of it and um, yeah, looking forward to talk about it it's um, I mean November to remember for me has always been their Wrestlemania yeah um, it's ECW's big show um, and um, it feels like even when they were just specials even yeah. before the interview and all the rest of it it always felt this was the one that they they you know upped their games for Um and and you know this one is no different. I thought this was a really, you could see there was a pep and an energy about this. Um, so yeah, I think we're in for um, we're, we're in for some good conversation. So I think um, the best way is just to dive straight in. Show kicks oh, off. Show, Go show kicks off with Jack Victory um, addressing the fact he's taking out New Jack. Yes, um, and hasn't he just? And aren't we all worse off for it? Um, yeah, why, why, Jack Victory? Why? Um, yeah, in- interesting start to show. Uh, wasn't really a massive angle going in, so didn't necessarily feel like a show style angle. But um, good nonetheless. I mean, New Jack's on the rise. Jack Victory's on a run. I've no issue with this. So then cuts to Joey Styles in the ring, welcoming everyone. So you say no issue with this. I had a slight issue with this in the sense of it's just, and it's, it's, it's the old disbelief thing and it's, it's, you know, it is what it is and, uh, and I don't usually butt into it. But New Jack gets arrested. Yeah. And he's, he's, crawl, he's, crawling, he's you know, shouting for them to get Paulie and, you know, tell him where he is and blah, blah, blah. New Jack gets arrested because he's attacked Jack Victory. Yeah. And it's just one of this kind of inconsistency in the sense of why is, why is New Jack arrested when, you know, we've seen these two go mental on each other and, you know, in, in public and various other things and he's not been arrested. You know, Jack Victory wasn't arrested when he was beating up New Jack, so why is New Jack arrested? And if you want to tell me, it's because the New Orleans police are stricter on this than the the Philadelphia police or something like that, or, or, you know, Jack Victory had tipped off the police that this was happening and, you know, anything like that, then I'll buy it because, you know, I'm happy for whatever you give me. But it's just this whole kind of like, for no reason, this is the bit that gets, that that's arrest worthy. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I mean, yeah. No, I do. I do get that. It's hard to. It's sort of they pick and choose, don't they? Yeah, and and I know that's wrestling. You know, this this isn't the first wrestling thing I've ever watched, believe it or not. Um, 
but yeah, it's just one of those kind of like, mm, okay, all right, yeah, I'll 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 go with you on that one, sure. Yeah, um, yeah, no, totally, I understand what you're saying. It, it, it's um, like I like I said, I, I don't have huge issues, but I did I did feel it was very strange for them to start the show with, with this. It wasn't a big angle going in. I didn't think it wasn't like a oh, wow, we're not going to get this match kind of moment. It was like, what? You know? Yeah. So that was my sort of main thing. Um, yeah, Joey Styles in the ring welcomes everyone to November to remember. Doesn't really get a chance to say much until and is interrupted by Terry Funk. Um, Terry Funk's all guns blazing here. I mean, I, I Did don't know. Did you know that Funk is very close to the word Fuck. It was, it was um, it's like I have picked up on, and I think they've picked up on it now. <laughs> don't know if anyone's noticed this before, but yeah, so if you were to kind of pretend he, he ran a university, yeah, then the university would be called Funk You, which is incredibly close to saying Fuck You. He's genius, really. And I don't know whether you picked up on that because they were subtle with it. They were subtle. Shame you can't get a t-shirt as well. That would have been quite nice. Um, I enjoyed this this funk. He, he's a fired up funkity funk. So I enjoyed this funk. Yeah. Um, Later, not so much. He, 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 he got on my nerves as this went on. So this bit here... Um, I enjoyed. I enjoyed that he's pissed off with everyone and he's calling everyone names and he's, you know, this just cranky, mad old bastard who's just like... Tommy's mum's a whore. Yep. (laughs) Your mother's a whore. Which is um, a throwback. I enjoyed that. Yeah. And and this is the thing, you know, it was just, it was nuts. But I loved the fact that he was just, you know, the crazy uncle. Um. I, I loved the uh, because you know Beyond the Mat is such a classic from from you know our, our formative years watching wrestling. Yeah. Um, you know the 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 Terence Stamp is it? No. Terence Stamp's an actor, isn't he? Um, oh God, I've blanked on his name. But you know the guy on the trampoline. Yeah, um, always uh, ready, kind of. You've got to stay in shape, yeah. Um, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not booked, Terry. I'm not booked, Terry. I'm not booked, Terry. I, I, I'm, no, I'm not coming. I don't go to shows unless I'm booked, Terry. I'm not booked, Terry. I'm not booked, Terry. Um, and, and just the fact that it was, um, it was almost that kind of change in the sense that him, it's him kind of sitting there going, I'm not booked. I'm pissed off because I'm not booked. Um, just was was I loved just because it felt along those lines, but um, yeah, this Terry Funk, I enjoyed. Yeah, no, I enjoyed. It. I mean, Dreamer basically came out, um, approached the situation, sort of said, "Terry, you told me you wanted a light schedule, so I didn't consider you." Yeah, I mean, we're we're back into the the, the shooting world, aren't we? Um, you know, you wanted to retire. You went off for a lighter schedule. You joined the Fed because it had a lighter schedule. You wanted to retire. Um, 
Dennis Stamp. That was it. And I don't believe um, the Fed would have a lighter schedule at all. I mean, it depends on the type of matches you're having in ECW, to be honest. It does, but it'd be constantly travelling around the country rather than just to two places. Yeah, I mean, they do seem to do, you know, one show every three weeks, rotating kind of between Philadelphia and New York. Yeah, that to me feels like a light schedule, but I understand. It's their hardcore. Um, yeah, so this comes out, they have the little exchange, it ends. Funk kind of stays around and disappears and reappears as we get um, Nova and Meany versus Roadkill and Dorin. So Funk's sort of still around for this. Um, a lot better match than I expected, to be honest with you. People seem fired up for this pay-per-view. They do. The crowd are, the crowd are hot. Yeah. The, I, I mean, it's a big crowd by... What we're used to from the arena, yeah, and by from Philadelphia, is, is yeah, it's it's a big crowd, um, and yeah, they're they're fired up. They are they're ready. They're here. They're 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 chomping at the bit for it, um, and uh, yeah, I mean the four of them, um, who at this point probably aren't known for their work rate. You know, uh, Simon Dean will will grow into it. Um, Roadkill will as well to a degree. Um, and Doring's not a slouch on it, but um, you know, not known for their work rate to be honest at this point. But uh, yeah, they were they were out with a point to prove, weren't they? They had their working boots on. Oh, big time. I mean, it was um, yeah, they're all sort of like working. We had um, the, the famous people's leg drop spot from Meany. Yep, which, were, uh, which uh, I popped for. Yeah, I remember at the time it being like um. A big sort of video. You used to have wrestling websites we could download. It would take like about two hours to download like a five-second clip. Yeah, lots of gifts. Yeah, I mean, and this, this is one of the ones that I remember sort of seeing at the time from sort of the extreme. And also um, some Shane Douglas promos later on, I remember um, seeing as well. But, you know, so we had that. Um, ended up basically meaning Nova did grab the win. And then everyone was beaten up by Terry Funk with a broken table afterwards. I like the fact he used a broken table rather than a chair because it kind of went with his sort of crazy persona. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's a piece of a broken table where he's gone through, he's put himself through a table. Yeah. Um, and it is, it's all that kind of, you know, crazy, isn't it? Um, which, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's interesting. And at this point, I, I, quite liked Terry Funk. Yeah, I, I felt like you know, he wasn't expected at the pay-per-view, I guess, sort of teased by Styles, but he teased a lot of things. He wasn't really expected, and he, he's made a decent impact, so yeah, that's pretty good. Um, next match was slightly weird. We had Tracy Smothers versus Tommy Rogers, two solid workers. Just again, it's one of these, sort of only announced two matches, the rest had kind of just happened on the night, and it felt but again, solid match. Just I had no emotional investment to it. No, um, uh, feels like one we've seen a few times. Um, Chris Chetty's around because they don't really seem to know what to do with him, so he's just around. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 a solid old match. Um, the Tommy Kazi is the most copied 
move in wrestling. And I'm kind of sitting there going, I only ever really saw Christian do it to the point where it wasn't until later on that it, I found out it wasn't Christian who, who came up with it. I was trying to think if anyone in WCW was using it. Not that I can think of. I mean, you had the Vertebraker, which, which has similarities, yeah, but I don't even thin, think they would have been using that at the point. I don't think, yeah, 98. I mean, I don't think um, Free Counter that came along until end of 99, 2000. Yeah. They were like the last couple of months of WCW. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I, um, oh, I want to say probably someone from the NWO was using it. But, um, yeah, I don't really know. But, yeah. Yeah, I don't know who. It's, it's a popular move, but it's what they say. They're, everything they say, they always go, oh, you'll probably see this on Monday nights now. So they always keep throwing out. And there was there was, there was was a few, I think, um, Doring hit the sledgematic or something, and they said, you know, you'll see that on Monday. And, and there is a, a, a and this might be my super bias, but there always felt a certain element of that in regards to you'd see a move in ECW, and then you'd see it turn up in WWE, WWF, or... or um, WCW, like, a little while later. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, I think, um, going back to Beyond the Mat thing, I'm, I'm sure even in that, there's a bit where um, yeah. two of them are wrestling and doesn't... Sure. Mike Modest and someone. Yeah, and someone sort of sitting there the... watching, and they go, I'm stealing that. Yeah, it was one of the headbangers, I think. Yeah, I, yeah, and they're like, I'm stealing that. And they'll sort of laughed, and it's just, uh, I guess it would have been at the time, that position sort of creates power, I guess, and they sort of, um, yeah, would sort of take the moves with sort of no repercussions. And, and you know, and, and not the same because there was a conversation and all the rest of it, but, um, you know, the whippersnapper, yeah. obviously. And it, it's a shame. Was doing fairly successfully. Yeah, it, it's, um, it's a massive shame, really, because, like you said, it's, it, it's almost the uncredited bit of ECW, you know? Yeah. Because, um, Obviously, Tommy Dreamer, you know, got the nickname Innovator of Violence, but, you know, Nova was like a massive innovator. Absolutely. Um, you know? More so later, but yes, absolutely. Yeah, well, exactly. Um, so it's just sort of, you look and, at it and, and you think, wow. RVD and Sabu, I mean, Hardy um, exactly. You know, so much kind of plays through, doesn't it? A big time. So, um, yeah, no, it's interesting. Uh, Rogers picked up the win, which caused a bit of a rift between the FBI. They looked like they were going to sort of split up. And this led yeah, to... so Rogers came back into the ring yep. because they were going to fight. So he came and sat on the ter- on the um, turnbuckle to, to cheer on the fact that they were going to fight amongst each other. And then... They're just um, something really bizarre. Ulf Herman and Mabel came out. <laughs> Mabel is yep. um, here as part of the FBI and ECW. So Ulf Herman had come out originally with Tracy Smothers and the guy. Yeah. Um, with with Joey Styles. Not his real name. Um, yeah, that's uh, interesting, isn't it? Yeah, so that's something we kind of stumbled on this week. There was a, a, a radio um, presenter who was saying that in the early in the mid nineties he was approached by ECW to come in and play, do a their commentary and they said that your name will be Joey Styles. Yeah, uh, and it was like you so, said um, when we spoke about it, I was exactly the same. It's like, you know, 
today years old when you find out Joey Styles wasn't really Joey Styles. But I guess he's he's not. But yeah, still crazy. No, and he's he's Joey he's Joey Bonsignore or something. Um, but it, the, so there was two things. Firstly, you know his real name isn't Joey Styles, which is one of those kind of like yeah, okay, so that makes sense, I guess. But the fact that you know it wasn't even his name was Joey and they it was a nickname or something. Um, you know, they were going to take whoever was coming in, you know, they were going to take, you know, John Smith and he was going to be Joey Styles. So, yeah, that would um, that'd be interesting for the history of um, ECW, especially what, you know, Styles became as such an important sort of factor of them. Um, I think is I think it is up there with um, Mike Goldberg being chased to be the voice of Raw. Yeah, that would have been... Um, that was nearly a thing, right? That would have been How nice. different things would have been. Oh, massively. Um, yeah, so these two come out, um, sort of take out Chetty and Roberts, as you expect. Spike Dudley's music hits. I don't know if as you'd expect. I don't know if it's real pop, dubbed popped, but these fans were absolutely mental. Yeah. This guy is like megastar kind of with this gimmick. <laughs> they've they've- bought into him isn't they and and it's amazing to see um especially considering he is you know just he's i mean in essence he's squash matches isn't he he is he's, he's sort of got a, a obviously a giant killing role but these aren't you know necessarily like one and done people so it's not it's kind of weird i mean we get to it later on with like one man gang and stuff but he destroyed sort of one man gang and now Yes, he did. One man gang stand round as a credible force. So it's kind of bizarre how it sort of plays out. But um, yeah, so he comes out and it's done in such a way that when you know these big boys sort of turn up, the, the crowd's like chanting for him and ready for him, you know? It's, yeah. it's got that kind of sort of latter years sort of like um, Shield vibe where you knew there's certain moments you think, oh man, the Shield's going to come out and clean house with this one you're just waiting for it it had that kind of the crowd is waiting for his music to hit because this scenario is created for him so um yeah he comes out um ends up in spike versus herman and mabel low blows acid drops spike picks up the win pins them both at the same time low blows are a theme for this pay-per-view yes they are um yeah and and it was um absolutely um, acceptable, to be honest. It, you know, it, it was a good pop. It was a good moment. It was made sense to what they'd been telling. Uh, I mean, you're absolutely right about, you know, the, the, the amount of, you know, the body count that Spike has in regards to, you know, just the people and the people and the people that he's destroyed and dispatched. Um, but yeah, no, it was um, really good. Yeah, no, no, like I said, yeah, it was good. No problem with it. Understood it. Um, I don't know if Mabel was just a one shot if he pops up again, but it was massive, massive prize to see. Um, I always sort of knew. I didn't know when, but yeah, yeah. you still sort of still pop and go like, fuck, Mabel's here. It's 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 one of those kind of, it's, it's a lesser. We always talk about the ones that, you know, you get the same old names of people you didn't know were in ECW. Doink the Clown. Um, uh, Shane, uh, uh, <laughs> Steve Austin, um, but this one is, you know, kind of the lesser end. It's not quite up there with, 
um, some of the other people yeah. who we've we've called out, like the headbangers, like Canyon. Um, but yeah, a hundred percent. Axel Rotten with the others basically addresses the Dudleys. Um, very much say how this match shouldn't happen. Sort of no chair shots really allowed and all that sort of. No, in fact, if the Dudleys pick up a chair, then this match is going to be stopped and thrown out because these two are not cleared and and you know they'll they'll just not let the match happen. Which is refreshing to know. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to a a, a clean match, a good old fancy wrestling match. Yeah. Um, next up, we get Lance Storm versus Jerry Lynn with Mikey Whipwreck and Tammy as the special guest. They are given a lot, a lot, a lot of time for this one, but boy, do they deliver. They do. Um, uh, Tammy is the star of this match. Yep. It's made very apparent very early on. She gets the um, she gets the main event uh intro you know she's the last one to come in um she gets the long intro she takes off her uh knee-high socks and throws them into the crowd and then puts on other socks and trainers so that she can referee um yeah and then they go to town they do go to town i mean they really the work rate's just phenomenal i mean these these are guys who are on pay-per-view, they've been told they've got a little bit of time and they don't really waste a beat of it. No. There are, um, yeah, there are, there are people sort of, they're at that level where they know with the right match they can break all the way through and that's sort of, it feels like what they're gunning for here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's, a, it's definitely a work rate match. It's definitely one that, you know, they, 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 click um two absolutely excellent uh workers um who who do really well together yeah 100 percent um the end sort of got into a bit of a cluster yeah so i mean throughout you've got the face tammy lynn sitch yeah trying to fuck over the heel uh Lance Storm by every count is a quick count. Yeah. Not quick enough, but every count is a quick count. And if Lance Storm's got the cover, it's a ridiculously slow count. Um, and, and it's a little bit overdone. No, it's overdone. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, that's, that's kind of the story of the match is that she is, doing everything that she can to make um, Storm lose. Yeah, again, which makes sense, but it just it just kind of feels like weird that Jerry Lynn's in this role, you know? Like, I don't... Yeah. It is... You know, the, the bits all make sense in sort of her thing, but it just feels weird that he's sort of Sort of somewhat involved with this, but um, yeah, Eric sort of just got confused and and it's very much together. But um, like I said, you can just let it go because it's an amazing match. I don't really, like I said, I haven't really got an um, issue with it whatsoever. But 
Um, yeah, so yeah, the ending sort of comes where it sort of gets a bit of a cluster, and Mikey sort of Dawn Marie sort of comes in, gets stripped, um, and her dress sort of plays the vital part in it. It's the smoking gun. It is a smoking gun. So basically, yeah, he's hitting whippersnappers all over the place. Um, he gets low blowed by Lance Storm, but he sees the dress. The dress then sort of is picked up by Sunny, so he or Tammy, so he sees her with the dress, assumes it was her that did the low blow, so hits her with the whippersnap. At this point, Lynn rolls up Lance Storm. Mikey then rolls back the sort of thing. So then Storm's got Lynn in the pin in position and then does a fast count three. And um, I like the roll up sort of switch. Yep. Well, that's clever. And uh, yeah, so Storm won basically. And um, yeah, great match. Really good match. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Um, probably not going to be a surprise. This is going to be my recommendation of, of, of the match to watch. Um, the ending's a little bit up and down. Yeah, but um, I don't think it takes away from it all because the ending always had to be involving the refs. Otherwise, yeah. point, if if the ending was, you know, just a, a normal straightforward count by, you know, and the ref counted and the other one was just outside clapping, you just think well, they needed to get involved at some point. It was, otherwise, there was no point for them being there. No, you're absolutely right. But um, it is one of those kind of I, uh, I, you know, I'm not I'm not a big fan of Sonny of of Tammy Linsich in ECW so far, and this felt like far more Tammy Linsich than I wanted or needed. Yeah, no, hundred percent agreed with that. Um, Funk apology was it next? I think so, yeah. Yeah, with the funk apology. What do you think about this? Uh, starting to enjoy funk a little bit less. Um, I feel that he was overused on this show, and I think this is the beginning of it. Um, because it's the same. It's the same in regards to, uh, I'm sorry, you bastard, and fuck you, and, you know, I'm sorry, you whore. And um, so for me, it's beginning to be you know, strong levels of diminishing returns um, in this point forward. Um, but, you know, we've done it twice now, three times if you include the run-in at the end of the the Blue Meanie and, and Nova match. So, you know, that's that. we've, we've got the point across. Yeah, and he's not happy about being, not being booked. And Funk's in the building. Um, I think yeah. it'd be a cool twist if Funk actually was his tag team partner. And this is all just a massive well, double bluff. We did, you know, and I, I blame Joey Styles because Joey Styles straight up went and told us a few weeks ago on Hardcore TV yeah. that Terry Funk was going to be his partner because Terry Funk is always his partner. So why Terry Funk wouldn't be his partner is, is beyond us because Terry Funk's always his partner. Yeah. So I don't know whether this was a last minute kind of move and go the other way or whether it was always going to be kind of the the swerve, bro. Um. Yeah, no, it's. It, I, I, I think Joe Styles is the one who should be apologising here. He's the one who got Terry Funk's hopes up. Yeah, no, massively. It was. Um, yeah, no, it's all on Styles, really. Bastard. Um, Wouldn't have happened if the other guy had been Joe Styles. Well, next up, we have the recently crowned Dudley Boys 
versus Bulls Mahoney and Masas Tanaka in a tag team title match. Shiny new belts. Uh, shiny new belts. The match wasn't a long match. You kind of got everything you expected from the match. Um, I was, I was, I understood why I did the ending for sort of like the crazy pay per view shock factor, but it doesn't mean I weren't yep. disappointed in it. Nope. Um, uh, yeah. Um, because the thing uh, is, they did. You, you kind of screwed in ECW because you can't do a, a screwy finish. So you, you kind of got this situation where it's either like the Dudley's bit win and then kind of Masato Tanaka's unbeaten reign or they lose. You know I mean? You can't do like a count out. You can't do a DQ. There's no way to really sort of get out of it. You can you could dusty it. Yeah, yeah, you could. But do you know what I mean? I, I just... Especially with, you know, Jeff Jones in there and... Um, you know, all of the rest of the shenanigans that go into it. You, you could dusty it for whatever reason. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's difficult because I can kind of see where you're going. But <coughs> I, I, I don't know whether Balls and Masato Tanaka needed it. I just feel like, you could have almost had balls and Masato Tanaka beat the crap out of um, <clears throat> the Dudley boys in this and had RVD and Sabu walk in as the tag team champions and then the Dudley boys with the tag team titles next week or something. Mm. But um, <clears throat> no, it, it's great to see balls uh, win the belt. It's a shame it's not the Vaxel, but yeah, the match itself, it was fine. We had chair shots. Um, and that that probably would have been your finish in regards to you know the moment the chair shots came out. Yeah. Then you know you can you can turn it over and throw it out and dust it. Um, Tanaka kicks out of the three D. Yeah, which is crazy because uh, obviously people are always led to believe that Chris Saban in TNA was the first ever person to kick out of three D. Obviously, he sort of knew it wasn't real, real, and there's probably loads of people in WD that kicked out of it. But yeah. I remember Impact made a big deal yeah. about that, didn't they? And the most, yeah, most and it's, um, yeah, I mean, it's a really interesting kind of um, little trivia fact, isn't it? But, uh, you know, it just continues that, you know, and they built it up. If they finally built it up, you know, this is the, the move that broke the Sandman's neck and broke Beulah McGillicutty's neck and, you know, did all of this and here they are. Um, and it's a couple of weeks too late for me because I wanted that story when they hit it on Sabu with, with everything that was going with her, yeah. with him uh, and his neck and, and, you know, the same kind of thing. But um, yeah, I only would have added yeah, to no, this they, as well. Absolutely. And again, you know, it, it gets the move over to the point where when someone kicks out of it, then it means something. I'm not sure if Tanaka needed to be the one who kicked out of it. Yeah, no, true. I mean, he's he's getting everything at the moment. I mean, he's like... Uh, yeah, and that's my thing. Um, you know, when when Tommy Dreamer was the first person to kick out of the Superfly Splash, yeah. it was the build of Tommy Dreamer. It was kind of the first of the notches on his road to wherever. Um, Tanaka, you've still got the diminishing return 
I can be hit with a chair a lot and I'm all right thing. Uh, made less special by the fact that Balls Mahoney does this as well now. Yeah. Um, but, um... but, yeah, I don't know whether he needed to be... He's already, you know, on, on quite the win streak. He's already on quite the, the hot streak. He's already now a tag champ. I don't know if you needed to get that over as well. I mean, in a weird sort of way, not needed, but made sense, um, would have been last pay-per-view and have Dreamer kick out of it. Because yeah, have him I, sort I mean, of almost go crazy. I know, obviously, Dreamer gets, you know, he spoke about him, but yeah. With the Beulah story, if you were to have someone kick out of the 3D, that would have been the ideal, you know, he's been yeah. hit with the move that broke his wife's neck. They're celebrating, maybe take a little bit too long, talk about going around gloating, say Dream is dead. So buy a bit of time so it's not a straight away cover. Go down and pin him. He kicks out and everyone goes mental. That would have yeah. been a great, because it had a reason for it. Absolutely, and and you know, there's a million reasons why I'm glad that they didn't give that to Tommy Dreamer. Yeah, but um, but no, you're right. You're absolutely right. You know, there would have been a more of a narrative than than just quote unquote, he's a tough bastard. Well, yeah, um, because you know, and I get that, and I you know, I see that, and blah blah blah. But you've already got that over to me through the chair shots and everything else, cool. the wars he's had with Mike Awesome, the wars he's had with everyone else. Um, I don't know if you needed to get that over to me in this one as well. Agreed. Um, but yeah, new tag team champions. Um, well done. New tag team champions. It'd be exciting to see where they go with that and how long they have it. Um, Shane Douglas promo out the back, basically declaring they are the real triple threat and they are friends. Yep. Nice. Good. Um, what we talked about his next promo, but we'll get to that later on. Surprise partner match. Just incredible. And Jack Victory versus Tommy Dreamer and his mystery partner is a casually dressed Jake the Snake Robertson. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, obviously Jake couldn't come a out. Yeah, a bit of emotions. Yeah, obviously Jake couldn't have come out in wrestling gear he wasn't in that sort of form I guess shape. yeah he wasn't in wrestling shape really at the time but I do think ECW missed the trick in the sense that they could have made a November to remember Jake the Snake t-shirt that he could have wore out and they probably would have sold a shitload in a whole world. or they could have given him an ECW t-shirt well yeah or they could have given him something that looks as if he'd actually come to wrestle rather than he turned up and they went oh are you are you around are you worth can you work because you'd be an amazing surprise yeah just that even like you know in ecw but the effing was in in green you know they could have just done whatever but um yeah so that that all happened um kind of weird i had this whole i went into a daydream of Jake the Snake ever wrestled Alda Mantoya or teamed up with him? That was my sort of mindset, <laughs> but I wasn't passionate enough to look into it. But I feel like they might have teamed up at a Survivor Series or something. So I was sort of in that mindset. But that's. I, I feel the need to check now. Yeah, I, I thought like maybe Survivor Series, um, they might have teamed up. 
But um, yeah, I don't really have any notes for this match. I, I feel like have all the matches. Um, I love just incredible, and I have sort of been interested in the feud. But it just um, I don't know. Apart from the pop, I just I just wish it wasn't Jake the Snake. Um, it's hard because the match itself was actually a pretty decent match. It wasn't crap at all. You know, like I said, like loving everything Just Incredible's doing. I just at this stage where I just sort of, I don't know, I just want to see. I know you get it in like future pay per views, but I just wanted to see Just Incredible versus Dreamer one on one, you know? Or, 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 yeah, something that, I mean, it's, it's a really weird story they move on to. Um, so, um, this time around, Jake wasn't just a snake. He was also an outspoken recovering addict who battled, beat his demons and found God. Yeah. Evil called, called a Python called Revelations. That's the biblical book of Revelation. Um, the extra S was for snake. Uh, shockingly, it took five months. Uh, it took Jerry Law an entire five months to start mocking Roberts relentlessly for this fact. King was, after all, involved in a feud with the Ultimate Warrior. Fun fact, three of the past past their prime stars listed in the previous paragraph each one had a pay-per-view match with Lawler during the so-called new generation era uh, the feud started off innocuously enough while with Lawler calling Roberts boring while the snake did did guest commentary but there wasn't enough fuel for months-long feud so the writers had Jerry start pushing the alcoholism button soon Lawler started messing with Aldo Montoya who turned out to be Jake Roberts' good friend. Here we go. Or as Lawler would end up calling him, his designated driver. Lawler started sneaking more cheap shots at Roberts, first accusing him of drinking champagne at Armour Johnson's celebration. Um, so, yeah, so uh, Aldo was his good friend. Well, there was always little, um, a thing, whether they were like a tag team or whatever. That was from WrestleCrap.com. Um, Oh, because I, don't know made it on I feel I need to make it out. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't know. I mean, we could read and find out, but let's not. Um, yeah, I. It's it's a. It's a bit of a what the fuck kind of pop, isn't it? Rather than yeah, it felt like really you, anything you got, more. You got a pop, but like you said, he was sort of in street clothes, but wasn't really in street clothes. So, I don't know. I'm probably just unnecessarily picking on way too much and just accepted what it was. I mean, we had DDTs. Jake got to do a DDT with um, Dreamer, or Dreamer with Jake even, and I thought that was a cool spot. Um, yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't a bad match. I just think there was there was better matches. So Absolutely. And it became a little bit of a schmozfest because you had the Gangstonators run down and you know, everyone else. So it all became a little bit of a, one of those kind of usual shenanigans, didn't it? Yeah, 100%. Um, but yes, yeah, so it happened. RVD promo talks about carrying free people, everything you'd expect from him, really. Um, then we've got a Taz promo. Says he doesn't like his team. Says he's just using the team to choke Shane Douglas out. It's a good promo. I, ju- I just felt the timing was weird. The problem is that they are they're agreeing with Shane Douglas's point. 
Well, they're not. Um... And Shane Douglas is meant to be the heel, causing friction in it. You know, uh, this is us. You know, the triple threat, all three together. This is them, their triple threat, and it kind of does like the Superfly symbol, and you know, they're all separate and blah blah blah. Second Superfly reference of the night, because um, uh, they're separate. They stand. Uh, to get alone and you know Taz can't stand Sabu and wants to choke him out and Sabu can't stand Taz and wants to start spiking his head and RVD is just too arrogant and then they all come on and basically just yeah prove him right well yeah it just just feels um, yeah just just feels a bit strange I mean uh, of course everyone knows he's not a fan of these two it's not sort of new news but I just I just, just felt the promo before the match to stay basically, he's got no interest in him. He's just sort of just using them to do this and this kind of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. It just felt weird timing. It should have just been purely about like wanting to get his hands on Shane Douglas. He didn't have to mention the people on his team. But um, yeah, so the match, well, basically triple threat versus the new triple threat. Shane Douglas comes to the ring um, with Candido, Bam Bam, Francine, all the triple threat coming out together. Um, the overdubbed theme, but still a really cool entrance. I don't think we really get to see them walk to the ring much together. No. So it, it no. was a cool entrance. I, I enjoyed it. And then Shane Douglas got in the ring, grabbed the mic, and just shot pure fucking fire. This was easily, in my opinion, the promo of the night. He ripped apart everyone. And it was good. He ripped apart everyone. He ripped apart everyone in ECW. It wasn't taking shots at. Um, Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair that we've seen in the past with like crazy yep. promos. This was an important promo. It advanced all stories. He he was passionate. He was angry, and he just fucking let fly. Pay per view. Shane Douglas is is a, a treat when he is healed, when he is motivated, when he is ready to go. Fuck me, is he on fire? Um, it's it's um yeah, brilliant. And he just, you know, he, he launches for it. Um, I forgot to mention in his earlier promo, he he um, pulls out a little plot hole from uh, from you in regards to, you know, I was Colin, Colin commentator, I was the best color commentator, and I called it right down the middle. Even if he was in the ring, even if my best friend was in the ring, I was right down the middle with it, which is, um, you know, what, something that we'd kind of put as a bit of a criticism against him for. Yeah, um, like I said I, I noted that, and I thought it was um, it was good that he brought it up because you know it was it was out there, it was confusing, but he's just sort of tried to put it across to him his professionalism. Yeah, owned it a little bit more. Um, so yeah, no, I mean this one was just ridiculous. They were all there, they were all psyched, they were all pumped, they were all ready to go, and. Um, Shane Douglas in his new jacket, in his new trunks, in his uh, with his new championship belt, um, was out to make a point. Yeah, I think I kind of feel like Sabu got it the the hardest. Yeah, um, and, and it was say, just you know, just fuck you, you ain't shit. Yeah. That was that was basically it, you know. There's, here's a rant about Taz. Here's a rant about RVD and Sabu. You ain't shit. You ain't even got a fucking belt, um, which I loved in the entirety of this match. Looking at this match in the entirety, I loved it oh, um, because I think it plays into the end. 
Uh, but it, it is that, you know, he was just off. He was just on fire. He was after all of them. And, you know, there were rounds. There were rounds for days going through. Um, none of it was, was you know, two inside. None of it was a shoot brother. Um, but it was intense. And it was, you know, it was very much kind of, you know, that frustration of I've had to sit and I've had to watch and I've had to listen to you lot. But, you know, here we are. The champion is home. Daddy is home. And now let me tell you why. Um, yeah. If, if you know, well, you're watching one match from the pay-per-view, then it's uh, Lance Storm and Jerry Lynn. If you're watching one thing from the pay-per-view, I think it's this promo when they're all in the ring. Um, yeah, no, just, yeah, spot on, really. You can't argue that at all. I think exactly what you're saying is, is the point. You know, it was um, it was amazing. You just kind of wish that they could have had some of this fire leading up to it because they probably would have got a couple more buys for it. Yeah, it's just it was just pure fire. Um, but yeah, so that leads to RBD and Sabu's music hit, and they start to come out. On the way out, they get attacked by those damn Dudleys again. Um, Gosh darn Dudleys! Obviously, given a receipt for actions that happened previous. So this is sort of happening and they have a little fight. They get the ring. The lights sort of go out for a second just so Taz's music can hit. Taz comes out, proceeds to beat the crap out of the Dudleys and then a mass brawl sort of begins with um, Triple Threat versus the new Triple Threat. Absolutely. Um, what did you think of the main event? Um, I liked it. Um, it was... A bit of a weird mix of styles, but I, I liked it. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was it was fine. I don't think it really kind of lived up to what they'd been building for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was it was good enough match. Yeah, I, I agree. I didn't really have an issue. I thought it was. Um... A good enough match, really. I mean, it had the, the story was Shane Douglas and Taz trying to get his hands on him and stuff like that. And um, obviously, the ending I felt was perfect because you got um, Taz trying to destroy Shane Douglas and Sabu sort of sneaking the pin. And you know, Taz wanted to um, tap Douglas out, and sort of Sabu stole his kill. You know, that's the story coming out of this match. Yeah, and it's one of those kind of so you know, Taz hooks in the Taz mission, pulls him back. He's he's on the mat. Uh, Shane Douglas is is struggling. He looks like he's going to tap, and suddenly off of the top rope comes Sabu with an Arabian face buster with a chair, smashes into both of them, uh, so knocks both of them out, pins Shane Douglas for the win. Um, Taz is pissed because, uh, you know, he's, he's been clobbered with a chair and I was about to tap him out and you stole my kill and blah, blah, blah. Sabu's pissed. And again, you know, it feeds in into, you know, this wasn't about getting the pin. It was about shutting Shane Douglas up because he's just told Sabu over and over again, you ain't, you ain't shit. You're, you know, you're like the sixth person in this match. Why are you even here? Don't even have a fucking belt. So, you know, Sabu wanting to be the one who, you know, just destroys Shane Douglas and pins him has a real motivation to it that I I loved. So it wasn't just why not because that would have been RVD's thing, and it wasn't just 
because fuck Taz, because why would you do that at that point in the match? It was all of that tied up with, I'm a show you Shane Douglas. You, you tell me I ain't shit. I'm the, I'm the one that's just pinned you and smashed you in the head with a chair. Yeah. hundred percent. And, um, yeah, no, great, great way to end. It's obviously dissension and pushing and are they going to brawl and all this sort of ending it? Sabu and a whole lot of swearing. A whole lot of swearing. They loved the fact that they were on pay-per-view and they could F and Jeff. Oh, massively. And um, But I, I think it added to it, you know, in a weird kind of way. It It's very much the ECW I remember. Yeah, I mean, we were... And again, you know, the, uh, we, we watched the pay-per-views, so... That's the thing. Our main thing... In England, like Germany, that's all we could get was um, heavy edited shows, which was a very short run, or um, pay per view releases. So, yeah, it was, uh, we went just pay per view to pay per view. We never really saw stories. We didn't know half of what went on, no. apart from video packages they shown on the actual events. But, um, yeah, great. Absolutely loved this show. Uh, before we go any further, so don't forget, um, you sort of, hinted what it might be but what would be your match of the week this week um i think i didn't even hint i think i just said yeah, it would jerry lynn versus lance storm I to make it official it? however if you are going to watch only one thing from the entire show let shane douglas show you how a primo is cut yeah absolutely um yeah both both amazing bits um yeah overall i love this show what would you say um, I, I, I really enjoyed bits of it. I thought it was a bit uneven. Um, it's got some of my least favorite bits of ECW. It's got some of my most favorite bits of ECW. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was an enjoyable show. I, I think that they just raised their game for November to remember. And this one's no different. Yeah. Um, spot on really just, uh, yeah, amazing. Just really good. Um, we you know, People are commenting, saying they, they loved, um, obviously, the main event. They loved Mabel turning up and stuff like this. All the kind of things you'd expect that, um, for people to say. That was the memories of the show. So, yeah, totally agree. There's some crazy sort of standout things that um, you wouldn't forget. But, um, yeah, great stuff. Go to at underscore sports arena where we continue the discussion, obviously, we will be building back into hardcore TV next week and find out the fallout from the show. Obviously, we've always been a little bit critical about the way that ECW kind of handle the fallouts for the pay per views because they sort of don't really jump on as much as they should to grab new sort of things. But we'll find out and see how they handle this one. Fascinating to do that. Uh, get involved in the conversation. If you're using the hashtag ECW, there's a good chance we're probably going to find you and um, retweet you and get involved because um, we love talking ECW and um, good to see you. Hi, Busa. Retro coming out. Very cool. I saw that today and thought you. Yeah, so that's... Um, I, don't know, I don't know where that fits in your collection, but I'm sure it does somewhere. <laughs> I don't know if it will fit in my collection. Um, but yeah, no, so that was, that was really cool. That's happening. So great stuff with that. Um, thank you for listening. Relive the revolution. See you next week.